Hello, internet friends. Welcome to another episode of What the Fact, a fact-based podcast with Val. Literally pins me down and rams facts down my throat just to educate me, I imagine. On this week's awesome podcast episode, we talk about the Black Current ban in the US, happened a long time ago, why the writer of Jaws regretted it, and the Great Bit Exhibition of 1851. All interesting stuff, and we had a good time talking about all these things on the podcast. If this sounds like something you enjoy, and I guarantee you it is, then hit us up on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts as well. We're also on TikTok, YouTube, and Twitter. Uh, all links to most of them are in the description because I'm very lazy when it comes to YouTube and TikTok. But more stuff coming out to, to that, I promise. So yeah, I hope you enjoy this episode. And yeah, rate and like and love and all that good stuff. Enjoy. Just a quick disclaimer before I let you get into this episode, guys. Val was having some uh, power and internet issues. So if your audio sounds crackly at any point, we do apologize for that. But there really isn't anything like we could do about it because, yeah, shit happens, really. But yeah. Just want to let you guys know before you actually start listening to the episode. So, yeah, peace out. Okay, <laughs> let's go, Val. Let's go. Okay, okay, let's dive right in. Okay, so we have the first fact is that the authors of the authors, the author of Jaws regrets writing the book. Oh, I'm getting a lot of crackling from you when you talk. Uh, it might oh. be my internet connection because I am not running on my normal internet because my modem's off. Oh, shit, yeah. So my internet connection isn't as strong as usual. Well, you sounded okay then. But briefly, okay, so... I, there was a lot of crackling. Yeah, yeah. No, unfortunately, my internet connection isn't quite up to snuff. Well, we'll make do. We'll make do. Yes. yes. Okay. Right. Uh, the second fact is uh, black currents was black currents were banned in the USA for much of the twentieth century. Black currents. Black currents. And the third fact is during the Great Exhibition of 1851, featured the exciting new invention of flushing toilets, which were nicknamed wet wardrobes. <laughs> Why does that like sound like just like a euphemism for something? Probably. <laughs> oh, yes, you, it's... You've got a wet wardrobe. <laughs> yeah, you got a wet wardrobe. Um, it, it's, it, there's a connection with the whole water closet. Okay, so those are the three facts. So the person who writ Jaws regrets writing Jaws. Yes. Black currents were banned in America throughout most of the 20th century. Yes. And the flushing toilet was initially called the wet wardrobe. Yes. I feel like there's some foul play afoot here with some word. Oh, there's always foul play afoot. Always. I, f- I feel like... <sighs> The first one, I feel like he'd regret doing it purely because people like there's just the like the history of sharks from there and then on was just like the man eating machines. So I feel like that's probably why he'd regret writing that because the he changed the perception on sharks to being these killing machines and people hated going in the water after that. So I feel like, like that makes sense as to why he'd regret writing it. The only th- so. What what counts as the twentieth century? That would be from the eleven hundreds. So, because of prohibition in America, that makes sense as well. Why they were banned black currants? Because I, I can imagine there's some shape or form you could turn that into alcohol. The wet wardrobe thing. I think that's the only feasible fact there because. 
things were called differently back then before we called it something else now. I'm probably going to go with purely because of wording. I'm pro my 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 gut says my gut says one, my brain says three, and my mouth wants to say two. <laughs> <laughs> it's an internal argument. Oh um Oh, fuck. They all sound like facts. They all sound like some uh, they would be a fact. Because this, this, I reckon what's going to be my undoing is just one of them you've worded a certain way. Yeah, yeah. That's how it uh... works. Because <laughs> what's the score? Is it in if like four, Bird. three, or five? Bird. Five, two. I thought I got last the last one. No, no. Did I not? You didn't. I I no, you didn't. Oh, I don't think you did. Pretty sure you didn't. I can't even remember what the last week, last time's facts were. Oh. Uh, anyway, come on, come on. Tick tock, tick tock. Oh, don't, don't rush me. I can't. I'm gonna panic. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Black cut. Oh. I'm going to go with two. I'm just not two, but I'm going to go with two. Oh, I won. <laughs> so now you try to come up with... Okay, okay, go on. Okay, I will double check last week to make sure that I did get last week's... last uh, The last episodes, but I'm, I think I did. Um, I will double check, but if I did do it, then it is 6-2, and I need to come up with another forfeit for you. Damn it, I'm really bad at thinking of forfeits. I wonder if I can quickly listen to last week's starting episode to see if uh, I'm right. No, we can. I'll, I'll do it after. I'll, I'll do it later. Or you can do it later. Okay. But yes, um, it was that the Great Exhibition did feature the flashing toys, but they were actually nicknamed monkey closets. Which makes even less sense than wet wardrobe. But they were called monkey closets. Monkey closets? Closets. Okay. Why? Yes, but the whole thing of the, 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 the actual true bit of that fact actually sounds more made up than what I did. It, it's just, yes, I'm not quite, there was no explanation as to why they were called monkey closets, but they were called monkey closets. They were called monkey closets just for the, just for the fact that they were just called monkey closets. Just, just that. Whatever reason that they had, apparently just got lost somewhere along the lines. Okay. So, here we go. Into Now we're going to talk about the Great Exhibition of 1851, which was called the Great Exhibition of the Works of Industry of All Nations, was okay. the whole name. Or it was also referred to as the Crystal Palace Exhibition. That was the temporary structure that it was held in. Right. It happened in Hyde Park in London from the 1st of May to the 15th of October in 1851. It was the first in the series of World Fairs, and it was organised by Henry Cole and Prince Albert, the then husband of um, Queen Victoria. Right. 
um they had some it was a huge huge thing there was um there's a lot of people who who say that it was um probably sort of initiated due to rivalry with France and I'm pretty sure that's true there was a great exhibition of products of French industry that happened in Paris from mm. 1798 to 1849. And I think it was that that sort of sparked on the scene that England had to prove they were better. Which, yeah. I, can, I can completely see that. Oh, yeah, I can get behind yeah. that. So, yeah, they had some seriously big names at this first event, which is like Charles Darwin, Karl Marx, Michael Faraday, and his surname should give you a clue as to what the fuck he did. Faraday Cage. Yeah. Anybody who does yeah, Faraday Cages, if anybody doesn't know, is an enclosure that it stops signals going in and out. Yeah. Very, very nice stuff. Okay, there's Samuel Colt. Uh authors such as Charles Bronte, Charles Dickens, Charlotte Bronte, Charles Dickens, Lewis Carroll, George Eliot. Alfred Tennyson, um, William Thackeray. It had some really big names there. Okay, um, its primary goal was to prove that the British were the leaders of the industrial age, or the industrial leaders going forward. Yeah. Um, but also they did have quite good motives. They were trying to get people to sort of accept industrial change and whatnot to try and improve life going forward. Okay. Which is, is this a great thing? It's a good thing. Yeah. It's like apparently, like uh, the Queen and her family made three official visits to the whole thing because it went on for a really long time and I'm wondering if this might also be the inspiration between um, between not between, uh, inspiration for the um, world fair thing that happens in oh, yeah. that's done by god damn it Howard Howard Stark ah uh, in, in the thingy thing in the thingy thing yes all the stories because um yeah, this is a long time before even Howard Stark was doing his thing. But I, she should have sort of wonder if that this might be an inspiration behind that. But this was the first big international one because the French one was just France. This was international. They tried to bring in a lot of different countries. Mm. Um, Queen Victoria apparently visited 34 times over the span of those few months. Yeah. Um, there, of course, were a lot of people who were upset by this happening, which always happens. Um, but because um, also at that this particular point, Europe had had a lot of upheaval. There were the great revolutions of 1848, which mm. happened over several countries. Uh, there was also the February Revolution that overthrew the Orléans dynasty in France. Yeah. So Europe had been through a lot of turmoil. And this was, as was posted, was um, after two difficult decades of political and social upheaval, Britain hoped to show that technology, particularly its own, 
was the key to a better future. Uh, it was freaking huge. Six million people were in attendance. Yeah. Which was at that time was the equivalent to a third of Britain's population. Six million people. Six million people visited in, the, in those few months. The average daily att attendance was 42,000. That's a lot. Do Even you... for back then, that's a lot. Even for now, that, that would be a lot for a, a fair. Like you get carnivals and whatnot, probably have the same, but it's, it's a sort of a fair for industry and technology and whatnot. It's, it, it's, it's huge. They Please peaked do. at 109,000 on one day. Do they even have things like that these days? Where you, like you go to see future technologies and stuff like that. Yeah, they are. I'm pretty sure they come. I'm pretty sure there's a fair that happens in Dubai once a year. Okay. Because I remember there was talk about how they were having a huge problem over um, during COVID. Hmm. I really sure it still happens. I did read an interesting fact about the World's Fair things. They used to have every like. Because like the Chicago World's Fair and like there was loads of them in America, and I think it was like to showcase strange shit around the world, like food and because like yeah. tra traveling around wasn't like big that back in the eighteen hundreds. You know, no planes, no trains. Easy. Yeah, because well, that would be quite cool too. And a lot, I, I think I I read the fact based off a video game let's play I watched recently. Where like the big thing was people would open in World's Fair hotels, and so they were literally the, people would stay in these World's Fair hotels because they'd showcase some of the little things in there. So when you stay, you get a bit of taste of it. The rooms were themed and all this rubbish, and they, I, I, I think it was as soon as the airplane was invented for transatlantic flight. 80% of World's Fair hotels had to close because people could just go and actually see them themselves now. Yeah. And it was crazy how, like, like this gimmick was all over America because, you know, that's where these things were being held. And, and then America invents the plane, kind of. And all those hotels and, end up going out yeah. of business. I just thought it was really interesting. Like, yeah. you mentioned in World's Fair, I just thought it was a really cool thing how, like... America is kind of like, you know, it's been a while since we picked on America. Um, yeah. America usually are their own undoing when it comes to things. Yeah, so I'd, sh I'd share that with you. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, no, no, but it's amazing how many sort of things that someone invents and they invent the next thing which undoes the previous thing. Yeah. It, it's sort of those little circle things. But yeah, no, um, I'm pretty sure I remember hearing some. Uh, uh, um, yes, those those Chicago, the, 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 those those world fairs were, were quite a huge thing for quite for, for a fair bit. Yeah, yeah, it's very interesting. It's cool. I forgot what I was talking about. Oh, yes. Uh, so yes, they had a huge amount of people. They also um, made a surplus of 186,000 pounds, which as of I think. Last year estimate that would be eighteen and a half million for today um, was how much they made from the event. 
Uh, and those went on to found the Victoria and Albert Museum, the Science Museum, and the Natural History Museum. Oh, that's cool. So that's, and then the, they still had leftover money after that, went to um, grants and scholarships for, the, for industrial research. And that organization that does those grants still exists today and still carries on organizing grants and scholarships. Oh, that's cool. Just, there's something really, really great from that. That's carried on. Because mm. apparently um, the uh, uh, Prince Albert was really big about the whole um, in, in industry and movement forward. Mm. Uh, but yeah, as I said, there were some people who weren't particularly happy with it. Um, the English-born King er Ernest Augustus of Hanover uh, wrote to Lord Strangford the folly and absurdity of, absurd, absurdity of the Queen allowing this trumpery must strike every sensible and well-thinking mind and I am astonished the ministers themselves do not insist on her at least going, in, going to Osborne during the exhibition as no human being can possibly answer for what may occur on the occasion. <laughs> uh, uh, the idea must shock every honest and well-meaning Englishman, and it seems everything is conspiring to lure us in the eyes of Europe. So there's the whole thing. For every idea that someone comes up with you, there will always be someone who thinks it's stupid. Yeah. That is a tale as old as time. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah, so that is a brief history of the Great Exhibition. Great. I'm not quite sure how many years it ran for, how long it ran for. And I unfortunately don't help. Exhibition. Exhibition. Um, I don't know when the last one was. I'm pretty sure it happened regularly after that. <laughs> Background. Mm. Um, what does the interweb say? Because oh, I just have it on the first one. I'm not quite sure because. Closure, 15th of October, 1851. Oh, that was just that one in 1851. Just that one. Well, the, the others that happened because this was apparently the first of many, but they might have just gone on so different names. Yes. Okay. And now, on to the next fact, which is a list. Hey, list with This is about um, how P yeah, Peter Benchley and what you said was quite was correct. Was the, he did he he regretted writing Jaws because of how it portrayed sharks, and how after his book it all became how sharks were these awful creatures that. Just kill people for no particular reason. Um, and he was very upset with that. And he ended up uh, working as a shark activist for most so of his I life would, after that. So I was right then. You wrote that one? Yes. Your, your reasons behind it were very correct. Ah, cool. Yeah, because yeah, he was 27 when he wrote it. 
and afterwards, yeah, he was, I think he ended up working, doing a lot of work on trying to raise awareness of how sharks weren't actually the bad guy. Crazy how, like, those, like, he wrote that, and it's, you, I can imagine it's a lot, like, like, because you can't raise a cult classic of a film, don't you, Jaws? Yeah. And it's crazy how, it's, it reminds me of the story of Sylvester Sloan when he wrote Rocky. Um, he wrote the film Rocky and uh, I think he tried to sell it to a movie studio for 15 grand. They wanted to buy it for 15 grand. He said no. Made the film himself and it became this phenomenon of a thing. It's just crazy how like he, you can imagine the, the not, not so much like this became a cult classic, but like the cultural sense of him writing this, I can't imagine he's writing this at this moment and thinking, oh, I wonder how much this is going to make sharks look bad if it ever gets made into yeah. a film or anything like that. You just don't think of the time, but it's just crazy how you, you don't, like something so small as like a book or a, just a movie can change your outlook on like sharks. Uh, yeah. And I'm, I'm also quite sure when he wrote it, he didn't realize that it, because that book sold like 10 million copies. That's. It's insane. And and it's sort of like one of the, it's a snowball thing. You don't really think what's going to happen when you start. And then it just sort of ends up taking on a life of its own. Yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. But yeah. So well, he did spend quite a bit of his time trying to, undo the damage, well technically damage he did mm. you don't sort of really expect that sort of damage from just writing a book next on the list is Tim Berners-Lee who invented the double slash that goes in front of every website someone invented that he invented it Yes, Sir Tim Berners-Lee. He was a CERN scientist who is credited for inventing the World Wide Web. And he has apologized for the double slash. <laughs> that begins at, at, at the beginning of every... The, the whole forward slash, forward slash, He feels bad for it because he's like, that's, it doesn't have to be a fault. double slash. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't have to be a double slash. Why did I make it a double slash? So, thing yeah. is, you, you can't even undo that now. That's just one of those things yeah. that's forever. It's forever. It'll always be there. And he, he apologizes. The bastard. Okay. Next is Ethan Zuckerman, who created the pop-up advert. Oh, what a cunt. Yeah. He was an American media scholar. Well, he is now... Um, a scholar and internet activist. Uh, he wrote an essay for the Atlantic called "The Internet's Original Sin," <laughs> in which he, he actually did. He it's big of him to actually take responsibility um, for what is probably one of the most annoying internet things, yeah, ever. Uh, he was working for a web host called Tripod. At the time, yeah. I think Tripod's dead now. I'm not quite sure. And they were providing free web pages for consumers, but they also had a problem of trying to generate revenue. 
And um, so there was a person who they were, so they'd sell advertising space, which is what we, we all know with the whole little bars and little and whatnot, so with the, the ads that sort of sit in the corner. Um, and they used to be, the ads used to be generated the same as what we have now, cookies. What So it's it would be tailored for whoever's viewing it. Mm. And someone who had pay, who, who had a website was a little upset. Um, but it was, a, it was a major car company, and the banner ad that popped up was for um, anal sex. <laughs> he didn't like this. <laughs> so they came up with a different way of doing the, so that that's, that's where the pop-up ads came up, because the ads would pop up, but they weren't connected with the site you were on so you couldn't take a sort of like it's there were two separate things so it's going on he has apologized but going on our intentions were pure we were trying to help the people who were get, getting these things and, and but it's it just it, it it didn't turn out the way he wanted but yeah uh-huh. so he this is yeah, I just love it. It's just like, look here, anal sex. <laughs> <laughs> Buy the new BMW with anal. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, that unfortunately is who we get to blame for pop up ads. Ah, uh, what can you imagine? So, what are you famous for? Um, have you heard of a pop up ad? Oh my God, get out. <laughs> You're banned. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Um... I wonder if that's why he's now become an internet activist to sort of make up for it. <laughs> make up for what he's done. So sorry. <laughs> oh yeah. And the next one is luckily something. Uh, unfortunately, it's something that some people do have to deal with, and it is really fucking awful. Is Bob Probst Probst created what? the office cubicle? The office cubicle. Cubicle. He was working as a consultant in the 1960s and he tried to create something that would help with open plan offices to try. He had wanted it to make work more flexible. Yeah. And so that people could actually communicate better. Instead of having to deal with the whole corridors and having to try get from one office to another if you want to actually talk to someone um and it morphed into the um office cubicles i don't think he planned on having the whole big barricades that were supposed to be lower barricades to encourage communication i think yeah and it did not stay that way i don't think i've ever worked in an office cubicle no, no. I think I'd want to. It just—I know it's all the old privacy thing, and it's like, oh yeah, no one can see you, and but still, it's like, I don't know. I think it just—it just turns you even more into like a this worker bee. You have your own yeah, little you be working. Yeah. Mm. You get stuck in little boxes. Work forever. Yeah. Okay. The next one is one that we did actually mention in our the last podcast. Comic Sans. 
Oh, I love Comic Sans. You don't like it. Which was, I don't like it because it is so seriously overused. It's it's just it. everywhere. It's ridiculously Comic-Sans. overused. Uh, which so is judgmental. Vincent, yeah, Vincent's Conair. And he's the person who designed the Microsoft application that, what was it, Office Bob? Office Bob. Office Bob. And it was used in the speech bubbles to replace, replace Time Times New Roman. Hmm. Um, he was, one of his quotes that I did not make a note of was that if you, if you don't know fonts um, and whatnots, you like common sense, it, you, you might hate it. Um, God damn it, I wish I made a note of this, damn it. He was basically saying that it's like, um, the only reason he disliked it was because it just took over and it was used everywhere. Everywhere. Yes, which is one of the reasons why I hate it. It's just because everywhere you turn, this in comic sans, everywhere. <laughs> it's it's one of the most overused fonts. It's just it's just, yes, but yeah. So yeah, unfortunately, I do not. I did not make note of his quote, which is daft of me. I should have. Okay, second last person who regrets making something was Wally Con- Conron, who made the Labradoodle. Ah, uh, that's not too bad. No, well, the original is not one of those ones where the original point was pure and wonderful, and there are needed dogs. Because he was a puppy breeding manager for the Royal Guide Dog Association of Australia. Mm. And he was trying to make a hyper a dog to be used by people who are allergic to dogs who need guide dogs. He was specifically for a woman, a blind woman whose husband was allergic to dogs. But there was the whole thing that eventually it would be a lot, it's good to have a service dog for people who are allergic to them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he created the Labradoodle. Um, from the story that I read, it didn't, the breed didn't quite take off with the whole calling it Labrador Cross Poodle. Yeah. It didn't quite take off. And then he decided to, to sort of rename it and he named it the Labradoodle. And because of the name, that comes attention and the breed took off. It's actually such a gorgeous breed, dog breed. And because of the two dogs in it, it's quite an intelligent dog. It's a very good dog. But now everybody jumped onto the bandwagon and wanted to create their own hybrid breeds based on just the name they would get out of it. Not looking at whether the breeds were compatible or any way. Yeah. Or whether it was a good idea. It was like, Look, we can make good, cool name. Um, like the golden doodle. Yeah, like the schnoodles, which is Mm -hmm. a miniature schnauzer and a poodle. The golden doodles, I can't imagine, were too bad. That was Trevor. But also things like the Cavoodles, which is a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel and a poodle. The Roodles. A Rottweiler and Poodle, the Yorkie Poos, Yorkie Poos, <laughs> Yorkie Poos, which is the Yorkshire Terrier and Poodle, 
and the shipus, which is a shih tzu and a poodle. It, it's just, so it, it ended up taking a complete life of its own and people started breeding specifically for a name instead of actually trying to do something that it's it's so yes i think there was also oh, yeah. the cockapoo which i can't remember what that one was but i think it was cocker spaniel and a, and a poodle no, i think that was the most me. yeah that was the i think that's the most recent popular one is the cockapoo yeah got a boss bin a boston terrier and a miniature pincher pin pin pincher yeah Some massive years you've got a pitawawa a pit bull and a chihuahua <laughs> a bee bull which is a beagle and a bulldog obviously a morky which is a maltese and a yorkshire terrier a danif a great dane and a mastiff a piganese which is a pug and a pekinese yeah a shweeny a shit show and a dash hound a shizer a chihuahua and a miniature schnauzer, a bullshit, which is a French bulldog and a shih tzu, <laughs> <laughs> and a pomsky, which is a Pomeranian and a Siberian husky. Uh, Some of these dogs are fucking lush, mind, but still. <laughs> but yeah, it's just he, he does regret. Well, it's one of those one things he he doesn't regret breeding the dog because it actually has been a really good breed. He regrets the naming process. So was he the guy who kicked off the old crossbreeding bollocks then, or would that be someone else? I know crossbreeding has always been a thing, right? Um, but he's the one that kicked off the crossbreeding to get his fancy name instead of trying to make a workable breed. Yeah, it it sort mm. of made crossbreeding fashionable. Fashionable, darling. Which is, in some cases, probably isn't a bad thing, because yeah. like the Cavalier King Charles Spaniel, which is they actually need crossbreeding to save the dog, yeah, because they've been bred so badly that they can't function anymore. Mm. Like um, the, the the King Charles Spaniel, the bulldog, the pug. And there's a few others that have now, and also it's like in America, I'm hoping there isn't, this, there isn't the same problem in the UK, but like in America, the German Shepherd. Yeah. Um, pretty, it's mostly, because as far as I know, the, the hugest culprit is the American Kennel Club. Yeah. They're um, German Shepherds. All of those that are American Kennel Club certified have got such bad back problems because of how they've been bred. I think we touched on it like a while back when we were talking Ages about ages ago. Was it Norway um, or Norway. yeah? Yeah, they've banned the type of dog, and I think we touched on it briefly. Like yes. you know, yeah. you shouldn't crossbreed a dog as a fashion accessory because you know you know you're not you're thinking of the long term effects this is going to have on the dog's health from yeah. breathing to legs to back to anything you know you don't you've got to consider that i think we touched on it go listen to that episode oh, yeah people. we did yes yes that i think was that that was one of our first episodes beginning it was early this year oh it was it was yeah it was one of the i have to fact what the episode had been called uh uh fake poo no farting fish no 
Phallological, I remember that one. Oh, yeah. It was the first episode, Smoots, Bees and Dogs. Yes, yes. It was It was our first, June first the 26th, episode. Val. Jeez. That's so long ago. So we need to remember to have our, our anniversary celebration next June. Yeah. God, we're going to have to, we're yeah. going to. God, there's some of the titles of these things that I've put in based <laughs> off the facts you've given me. Did Cots, did Cots, Octopuses and, the, and a Phallological Museum, Space Pen, Zappa and Blue Worm, Be, uh, Everest Baby Dolphins, Mayo Loving Sea Turtles and MIT, uh, Mimes, Fanny Scratching Ghost, Borville and Blasphemy, Michelin, Pokey Tongue, Fake Poop and Emotional Damage, Crazy Fans, Butt Plugs, Rude Barbie and Jupiter, Pigeon missiles, heavy souls, farting fish, and very, very strange things. Gushing tree, G-force shoelaces, demon miners, and a lot of saints. Dorothy and friends, ancient sea life, working ferrets, and a wonky universe. Uh, disco clams, Skrillex mosquitoes, sneezing sponges. Doll town, strange video games, and Doctor No. Uh, big dams, lots of dams, and whale bones. Uh, then it was the one I did, William Shatner, lots of pumpkins, and all because of farmers. Uh, the long list, and the long list continues. <laughs> that was quite crazy. And, and then the last one was former band names, mad ways to survive, and crap inventions. <laughs> I love the titles of the things, though. Just, they're purely based off of facts. Like, oh, there are some good titles there. Yeah, Fanny Scratcher. <laughs> Okay. Continue. Um, continue. That was, probably, that was probably the best name. That, that definitely was. Okay. Continue. Yes. Yes. Okay. The last um, person who regretted what she created was Anna Jarvis, who created Mother's Day. Why? She was the founder of Mother's Day in the United States. Um. Because um, she hated the fact of how quickly it became commercialized. Uh, okay. As it was in, it's like she was late middle ages when she created Mother's Day because her mother mm. had just passed away. And it was before she even got to old age, it was commercialized. Right. So it, it, it hardly took a few years for flower companies and gift cards and things like that to hop on and commercialize the fuck out of Mother's Day. And that's what pissed her off about it. She regrets creating something that was so seriously commercialized. Why is it, it was on a different day? Uh, no, well, I think... Well, um, well my guess is, is because, well, Mother's Day in England was happy before. Um, and America didn't really have one until... And mm. Anna Marie, I don't know the history behind why she created it. Um, she's the one that founded it in America, and she did it for, I think it was her mother's birthday. Right. So that's why it would have been on a different day there. Ah, uh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. That so I'm not sense. quite sure why they did America, probably because America did try to distance themselves from England so seriously. Oh, yeah, um, the, the hatred is, is real. Yes, is, yeah, so they, that might be the reason why they didn't latch on to the British Mother's Day and they created their own, but, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, in all things celebratory, 
the companies that make money from it commercialize just love to commercialize them. Mm. Yeah, that's why I don't like Valentine's Day. It's so serious commercialist. Oh, I hate Val- yeah, uh, Valentine's yeah, Day. Like, Easter. Here's the, yeah, here's the day that you're supposed to be nice to your partner. Be, my, be nice to them on any fucking date. Yeah, I don't need a day to buy flowers for the other half. I just buy, well, she, to be fair, she doesn't like flowers, so I can't even buy her flowers because she tells me off for wasting my money on flowers. So it's coffee or food. Uh, <laughs> yep, yep, she, lo- she loves yeah. coffee. Well, she's not a massive chocolate fan either. So it's literally, oh. it'll, be, it'll be crisps. She loves crisps. Or it will be, she's a, she's a massive coffee bean fan now, so it'll be coffee. So, yeah, it's, it's basically ignore Valentine's Day and do nice things on random other days. It's much more important. Yeah, ignore so Easter as well. Easter's a waste of time. Ignore, no. just, just ignore everything. Chocolate specials, chocolate specials. You can have chocolate anytime, Val. You don't need yeah, to date. No, no, no. Ignore every holiday that is in your birthday. Even Christmas. Christmas is shit. No, I ignore my birthday as well, so... No, no, birthdays oh. are the thing because of the day that you were made and put on this godforsaken planet. You have to enjoy yeah. it. You have to celebrate that day. Yeah, no, I don't celebrate it. Fuck it. And um, then, yeah, fuck Christmas. Yeah, no, I'm but, actually, this Christmas, I usually go fuck Christmas, but this Christmas I'm celebrating because I have my niece here for the first time in humbug. three years. No. This, this this year is not bar humbug. It's usually bar humbug. We have my niece here and my sister here for the first time in three years, so I'm going to celebrate Christmas this year. Bar humbug. For mm. me, anyway. For me, bar humbug. Okay. Just for me. Now on, yes, just for you. Uh, and now on to my next list. Oh, double list with Val. All lists, lists are things that have been banned or are illegal or are well, banned from importing. This is the same okay. fact or a different No, fact? this is a different one. This is based on the black arts. We're banned in the uh... US. The 20th century. And it actually makes sense. Um, because they were using it uh, to protect the white pines. Right. Um, the black... Because black currants aren't indigenous. So they were harming the white pines. Yeah. So they banned the growth of black currants. And one researcher has estimated that only like 0.1% all Americans have ever eaten one. Really? Yeah. Oh. Um, okay, so on the list, baby walkers, those stroller things, the, the, the circles that you put the baby in with the wheels and they zoom around the house. Oh yeah, baby go-karts. Those are banned in Canada. Because be that is not being safe for children. Okay. I'm not quite sure why. But they were, yeah, they were banned in 2004. Okay. Uh, if you are caught with a, one in possession or you're selling one, you can be fined yeah. up to 100,000. Okay, I'm very sorry if you can hear that there's an airplane going over. Who said that? My Alexa's gone off. Alexa, stop. Shut up. <laughs> so Val's got a plane going overhead and my Alexa went off. Okay. Um we need to wrap this up. I think we're running out of time. Okay. So yes, baby walkers and Canada. 
Lacy underwear was banned from being sold in Russia, Belarus, and Kazakhstan in 2013. Um, apparently, because they banned the clothes that touched your skin, that had to be it had to be at least six percent cotton. Because okay. they didn't think lace was breathable, which is very weird. Huh? Um, so they banned lacy underwear. Lace is unbreathable. I, I don't understand it either. Lace is basically nothing. And I'm pretty sure you can have lace made out of 100% cotton. Yeah. But, um, yeah, lacy underwear was banned. Okay. Chewing gum is illegal in Singapore. I'm guessing that's purely because people were just leaving their places. They claim it was for medical reason. Ah. No, no, okay. The only certain gums are allowed for medical reasons. Uh, but probably with it, Singapore and there, they are very strict when it comes to um, littering Everything. and whatnot. So, <laughs> it's, yes. Um, they could also be banned, 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 fined 100,000 or put in prison if they're found chewing gum. Oh. In uh, Victoria, Australia, noise is illegal. Noise is banned completely at night. You're not allowed to make it's, it's... no loud Vic... noises. Victoria, Australia, is banned. No loud noises. No loud... loud noises. So if I crack a fart above a certain decibel, I'm screwed. Yep, pretty much. Okay, Why? Yeah, That's to do with wildlife. There's got to be a reason to do with like wildlife or something like that. Victoria, Australia is a rather large city. How can you ban? So no one drives a car then? I'm not quite sure what decibel it's limited to, but probably buying cars, hooters, I'm pretty sure are completely bad. Um, but yeah, mostly it is at night, but like on Good Friday, it's all day long. No loud noises. Everything has to be quiet. It's very weird. Um... In Rome, it's illegal to not walk your dog. That one I like. That one I quite like, yes. You have to take a dog for a walk. I don't know if it's daily or weekly or how often it has to be, but if by law, if you are accused of not walking your dog, you could be fined $700. So I quite like that one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in parts of Greece, it high heels are illegal or banned that I can sort of understand because for mostly historical sites the high heels can actually do damage yeah so that is that that sort of makes sense Uh, in um, Turkmenistan they have banned lip syncing what? they banned lip syncing in 2005 so I can't sing a song without saying the words I have to say the words now, I think it's for live performances. People have to actually sing. Wow. They can't lip okay. sync to backing tracks. Right. Okay. Um, but he also, uh, what was it? He also banned opera and the ballet because he says they were unnecessary. <laughs> um. Yeah. People again. <laughs> So then we have in Greece, they actually tried to ban computer games in 2002. The bastards. Yes. 
and it led to the arrest of an internet cafe visitor because they was playing games. Um, there was a minimal punishment for three months in jail and a fine of five thousand. Yeah. The European Union actually leaned on Greece, saying this 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 is this, this is not right. Um, yeah. They have now lowered it to you're prohibited from playing video games in cafes and places. You're only allowed to play games at home. Um, well, okay, I, I, I get that. Uh, I'll allow it. Okay. In Sweden, it's um, illegal to dance outside unless you have official permission. What? So no dancing in the streets. It's not allowed. Okay. Another one that sort of makes sense. Uh, yeah. In Italy, um, flip-flops. Sandals. Sort of things. We call them flip-flops here. Yeah, we call those, them flip-flops. Yeah. yeah. Those are illegal in parts of Italy. Uh, in Liguria, you can't wear flip-flops in parks. You can get fired from anywhere from fifty to two two and a half thousand. Right. Uh, it was mostly I think they got a little bit tired of people having accidents on slippery surfaces. Yeah. So they just banned them. <laughs> uh, except for one place in Capri, they're banned because the sound is annoying. Oh, Which I can sort yeah. of agree with. I can I can agree that that noise they make when you walk is just really annoying. But, yeah. yeah, most places it was for safety, except in Capri, where it's like, fuck, they're annoying, make them go away. <laughs> Why can't we do that shit over here? Why can't <laughs> the UK government, you know, these fucking, like, I, if, you, if you are one of the people who listen to our podcast who is, on, who is like one of these, you know, stop oil activists and stuff like that, and, you know, all this crap that happens in the UK where they just sit in the middle of the motorway. I get why you're doing it. I totally get why you're doing it. But honestly, stop sitting in the middle of the fucking road. Like, why? Just, just stop doing it because you just do. No one, no one is going to support you if you're causing problems for people. Do it in a productive way where the UK is going to go. You know why? You're right. No, the way you're doing it, <laughs> stop, like, please. Yeah, why can't we just ban things like that? That's what I wish the UK government would do. It's just like, because yeah. I've ban seen things that are annoying. I've just seen people do it in like European nations, and the police just walk into the middle of the road, grip them, and throw them out the way. So, why can't we do that here? Why can't we do shit like that in the UK? <laughs> It's like people like going into supermarkets and chucking milk over the floor. Oh, oh just it is. Fuck off, like. Yeah. It's it's one of those things, right? It's I'm gonna I'm on a rant now. I'm sorry. I'm on. I'm off now. Yeah. It's yep, one yep. of those uh, things, right? Where you can't. It's these these entitled little shitbags, right? Have been told by mummies and daddies that you can do whatever you want and. You were right, and no one else is right. And we've been told this stuff, so they've gone into the real world, and they've forced their opinions on everyone else. You can't eat meat. You have to be a vegetarian. But I don't go around slapping people with steaks who are vegetarians. If you want to be a vegetarian, be a vegetarian. I don't say to you, oh, you're weird, you're wrong, eat meat. You do what you want. So why are you forcing this on other people? Just fuck off. <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> Just stop doing it. Like, if I ever went into a supermarket, right, and I wanted to get some milk, 
and these people were stood in my way. If any one of them put their hand on me, I, there's going to be fucking murders in the supermarket. I will, I will grip one of them. I will throw them across the, the aisle. Get out of my way. I want my pasteurized milk from this fucking cow. You bastards. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Very much so. Like, be a vegetarian. If you want to be a vegetarian, fine. If you want to be a vegan, fine. If you want to try and save the planet, fine. But don't piss off everyone else in this process because no one's going to want to support you. If yeah, you, that's if... exactly the same as the people who are throwing cans of soup on artwork. Yeah, just do it in a, like, like show, show these people. Like, there was the film, what was it, The Cove? Do you ever the film The Cove? I think I've touched on it once or twice. Where I think so. Yeah. They, basically, The Cove in Japan... They, they herd dolphins to the to shallows and kill them. And, like, Flipper. Flipper was one of them. Um, and, and, like, all these sea life places will pick them. Anyone that don't get picked, they murder. And it was a film about it, and it was shown in all these, like, conferences on, on tellies, and Japan got a bollock in for it, even though they sat in and went, well, that ain't us. Well, it is, because they proved it. And they got a bollock in for it, and it doesn't happen anymore. Um, was it Blackfish about that? Killer whale who killed the, that sea life thing. Yeah, that Sea World got bollocked for it because a film proved it. All. If you want to stop all this shit, put the evidence in front of the people that can change it, and just yeah. and highlight. Social media is a wonderful thing if you use it the right way. If you've got video evidence of like just global warming and people dying, and it's all over the internet, no one can disagree with it. You throw in artwork. Ah, oh, oh, Van is annoyed me now. God, yeah, that that one where they threw artwork on the Van Gogh. The fucking hell. Mm, oh, that pissed me like, off. Why? The, the Van Gogh wasn't sat there like, mm. yeah. Oil. Also, what? Yeah, it, it's like an oil paint. Oil, the oil oil painting comes from a completely different fucking source than the oil that you're bitching about. It's completely oh, different it's, things. It's so fucking annoying, like. It's yes, yes. I, 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 like I said, I support, <laughs> I support changing the world. I do make the world a better place. Yes. You know, global warming needs to be sorted. I support it all. Uh, you know, like animal cruelty. I support it all. But do it yes. in a in, do it in a way that isn't going to turn everyone against you. Yeah, if you do a protest in a way that makes people angry with your, you're trying to get them to listen to you. The moment they're angry, they're going to stop listening to you. Yeah, no one gives a fuck that you're sat in a road for oil because people just want to get to where they're going. Yes, it, it's just... You know, go yeah, to the place they're making the oil and do it there. Stop their trucks from coming out of the depot with oil on it. That's going to make people listen. You sat in the middle of the fucking road. Could you, you know, if I owned a Tesla... Do I legally get to run over these clowns because I don't have oil in my car? <laughs> I'm an electric car. Yeah. Can I run these fuckers over? Oh, I don't know. Entitlement, Val. That's what that is. Yes. Yeah. But it's funny, right? Um, I, 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 on a tangent again, there was an Australian <laughs> um, news reporter, right? And I, I've watched this thousands of times. It makes me fucking laugh. And he went off on this rant about all these people basically saying to them, you protest and you want to change the world and you want to make the world a better place, but yet you, you get driven to school in gas-guzzling 4x4s, clogging up the roads. You are the biggest 
consumers of mass-produced products in the world. You got the new iPhone, which takes ages to make in countries which spew out pollution. Basically, use slave labor. He called them just massive millennial contradictions because they want to save the world. He was like, if you want to change the world, walk to school, walk to work, cycle, don't drive. If you want to change the world, don't get the latest product. Don't get the latest iPhone. Get one, use the one you got, or get rid of your phone completely. It just made me laugh. And he was spot on. It's like, yeah. And also, choose your battles. It's like uh, complaining about how agricultural works. Don't just target the milk farmers because the milk farmers are actually just just a small part of agriculture as a whole is a problem. Yeah. It's, uh, I saw a TikTok about it. Some some guy had duetted with some woman who was like, oh, cows are forced away from their calves and they're, oh, they're doing all this. And this guy who owns a milk pasture was like, um, they're not forced away. They're taken away for the calf's safety. This, the calves are then raised separately from the mothers because for their own safety. And every time this woman said a point, he would go, well, no, calves are not, these cows are not stressed. Uh, cows chew cud. When they chew cud, they're actually relaxed and happy. And he went on his entire um, milk farm and pointed out chewing cud, chewing cud, chewing cud, chewing cud. I'm and I was pretty just, sure I watched the same video. It was quite good. It was. Um, I was like, yes, you fucking bell end. It's also with <laughs> milk farmers. If the cow, the happier the cows are, the more milk you get out. Exactly. Like some, it's some a places, situation. Some places I like, to be fair, I I question the legitimacy of the videos they they they're prancing around with chickens being trapped in chicken coops and stuff like that because how recent is that? How old is this video? This thing could be from the decade ago, which things were shit. Now, however, you know, yeah, I I volunteer on a farm every Sunday, and I'm sorry, the chickens in there live better than I do. You know, they're well yeah. looked after, they're well fed, they're not trapped away, like, and everything is looked after. So I question the legitimacy sometimes of the videos they're portraying of trapped animals because this could be anywhere at any time in history. This could be a video could be 20 years old and you're using it to promote something you know nothing about. Yeah, do your research first. And I, I, I have a thing about I will always sort of start second-guessing the moment someone tries to use fear tactics yeah. to get their point across. If you have to resort to fear tactics, there's something not right with your argument. Yeah. If you actually use logic and proper evidence, if that doesn't work for you, then there's something wrong with your argument. Yeah. If you went... I'm not going to deny that there is something wrong with agriculture because it is a huge impact on our environment. Yeah. But go around it the right way to educate people, not make them scared. Education is the important thing. Yeah. If you rocked up to a farm and you were convinced this farm was doing wrong and you went there and you filmed it and you showed this to the world, like farms have to follow certain rules of how they look after their livestock. If you show anyone this video that these chickens are being mistreated, these cows are being mistreated, that farm will get fucking bollocked. You you know, you've won, eh? You've won a fight, but you've done it the right way. You haven't gone to the public. You haven't gone somewhere to scare everyone and throw milk everywhere. Yeah. 
No, and throw beans at pictures. Yes. Cans of soup. Bastards. The bastards. It probably takes yes. more. It probably takes more to make that can of soup than it does to you know. Yes. If, and, I, and I, also, I, how can old is the van clock picture? And, and it, 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 yes, it just. Ooh. Yeah, so people that, don't. That one, is art more important than our futures? Well, no, it's not. But this art happened before all this shit came about. So what? What? Like, the, it doesn't take gallons and gallons of industrial pollution to look after this artwork. Yeah, you know, and it doesn't. Also, okay, as an as, as an artist or a one to want to be artist, the whole thing art still serves a very very valid point in history and in our future. Art is important. Yeah. It's also part of the reason why the whole AI art craze has been making me cry for the past. Um, oh, that's it. That stuff's weird. I'm not going to get into that. Oh, we're going to be here forever, Val. We've already been here an hour. Yes. We've been here an hour, <laughs> yes. And, and, and we've both got things that we need to do because you're, you're supposed to be having something happening now. Uh, I am. I'm supposed to be. I, I, I've had three phone calls. <laughs> okay. Well, then, then we better wrap up, finish up. We definitely wish a little bit of attention. <laughs> Massive um, tangent. <laughs> yes. Oh God. Was are we done though? Are we done? Have I yep, not yep, yep. Well, no, one one last one. One thing that's also prohibited by law in Thailand is going out in public without wearing underwear. Oh, I'm never going to Thailand then. I'm wondering how the fuck they're gonna police that. Excuse me, man, sir. Are you wearing underwear? Uh, no, but anyway, so that, that was the last one. Excuse there me, ma'am, sir. Because <laughs> you're never sure in Thailand, see, Val. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was the last fact. You know, class wear, but you have to wear underwear in Thailand. Um, yeah. yeah, oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, there you go. Those are the facts for this week. We are now done. <laughs> oh, God. Um, well, that was a fun episode. Um, uh, I hope you all enjoyed listening as well. Don't forget yes. to follow us on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts. That's the same thing. Uh, Google Podcasts, rather. Uh, TikTok, YouTube, and Twitter. We are on those things. Um, yes. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Val, have you got a quote? Uh, no, but we don't really have time. We don't have time. I haven't got a, I haven't got a dad joke. I don't think. Uh, Thank God. Yeah. Val's saying in her head, oh, great. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> yes. We are... This episode will be out on, you listen to this now, is the 9th. The episode will be out on Sunday, the 11th. Um, have a fabulous, fabulous time, day, week, month, December 2022. Yes. Yeah. And we'll see you next time on What the Fact. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.